All right, my CAD CAM and non-CAD CAM friends out there, run the numbers. Run them. Run them with me. Every time you run the numbers, Sarek wins, hands down. We begin our podcast right there. Welcome, all you wonderful dental podcast listeners to the My Practice, My Business Dental Podcast Show, where we help dentists profit and thrive with excerpts from the clinical business of dentistry training here in My Practice, My Business. We'll be addressing and answering questions with current trends dentists and their teams face each and every day in their pursuit of this wonderful career we call dentistry. And now, the host of our show, the clinical director at My Practice, My Business, Dr. Rob Thorup. If you don't own CAD CAM, more specifically Sarek's latest technology, or at least the Prime Scan with its mill, you're missing out on some of the funnest dentistry ever, period. We've got DS World uh, coming up here uh, in about, I don't know, a couple of weeks. <clears throat> i uh, heading out there with uh, one of my buddies. Uh, we love DS World out there in uh, Las Vegas. It's, it's like... Uh, it's equivalent to a Star Trek or Star Wars nerd going to Comic-Con. <laughs> it's, it's just that it is the technology nerd hub of dentistry. <clears throat> that's what DS World, that's how we view it. We love going out there. There's great uh, uh, lectures from great thought leaders. And and uh, you just pick up a couple of pearls every time you go, and, and I love it. So uh, you're missing out. And if you already own CAD CAM, you need to listen to this anyway, because we're going to have some fun. But if you don't own CAD CAM, this uh, definitely, uh, uh, you should talk to somebody who owns it. I'm not going to talk about how patients uh, love having their crowns done in the same appointment. Uh, no, we won't talk about that, even though they love it. And they're, <clears throat> they're willing to pay extra for that value-added service. Oh, no, we won't go there. I'm not going to talk about how fun and rewarding it is to do a single unit on an anterior arch and nail the shade and nail the contour with a precision that, that we have not had in dentistry before. Nope. Nope. I don't want to talk about how you can get even the smallest of shades and color blotches that that match the adjacent teeth and giving customer satisfaction a whole new level. No, I know you guys don't want to be... <clears throat> you don't want to be lab techs. You don't want you don't want to do that, you know. Or you can have your your assistant uh, see what you're seeing and do what you want them to do, and they nail it. And not every assistant could do that, uh, but the majority can. And they're very. Uh, uh, you get that artsy fartsy person in your in your office and they can see those colors and those shades and they get used to working with those. Oh no, no, we had a, a shading course that I taught uh, at my practice, my business here in, in, uh, in uh, Conwood Heights, Utah in the Salt Lake Valley. And the, the, we had four uh, offices. I try to keep the group small. We had four offices come and, and I find out that they've been doing CAD cam the whole time and just not even shading anything. <laughs> just go, what are you guys doing? What do you mean you're not shading? It's so easy. And that's the whole thing is you get these guys teaching the Sarek shading and they get into the, the, the palette of colors on their holding them in their left hand, if they're right-handed. Sorry, all you left-handed people out there. They're holding them in their left hand and they've got 14 paintbrushes and the tooth up there and, and they're putting... No, if it's not fast, simple, easy, I don't want to do it. 
So I taught these guys how to be fast, simple, and easy in bringing those color shades in so fast. It's not hard. I would, I would never want to talk about the clinician's ability to choose between lithium desilicate and zirconia. I would never want to talk about that, talking about CAD CAM. I'd never want to and, and use material that best fits the patient's need instead of just ordering whatever constantly. <clears throat> I don't care how polished that zirconia is. It's going to eventually lose its polish and grind through the opposing teeth. Nor, nor would uh, you ever want to hear me talk about a magnificent scanner that allows the doctor to look at their prep and cut out a poopy section that escaped your loops and that you want to reprep that area and then scan it again, just that little area that you, you're able to cut out in the software and make a better crown with, with a fantastic margin, not just an almost fantastic margin. In fact, uh, the colleagues that we've trained, um, their statement is, oh my gosh, Rob, CAD CAM, it actually makes me want to be a better dentist. Am I being too honest when I say that? <laughs> I think about my margins back in the day, before loops, <laughs> before CAD CAM, and I'm like, oh my gosh, because you can have loops. I have loops, you know. I, I use uh, 4.5 power loops, and I'm zoomed in there, you know. If I move my head too much, I get motion sick. And it's like, <laughs> it's, it's uh, it, you know, when you scan that prep and you look at your prep and that you think was, you know, so perfect... And, and by the way, it's not like this doesn't take forever. You know, you're prepping, right? You get that prep done and, and then it's fast and then you scan it and the scanners just rocket jet fast. There is no Netflix time with these new CAD cams and it really ticks me off. But anyway, and so I take and, and I'm like looking at it, I'm going, how did I miss that with my loops on, you know? And so I actually look at it at a little different angle and I'm like, oh, there it is. And it's like, would it be clinically acceptable? Would, would you still get an A over A from, you know, your teacher in, in Crown and Bridge in school? Yeah, you would. <laughs> but it just makes you want to do a little better. I would never, it, it's like, it's like when you're staring at that and it's staring back at you and it's talking to you on the screen saying, Rob, you really going to accept that? Are you really going to accept that margin? <laughs> it's like, I can't sleep at night. I don't know. Maybe I should see a therapist, psychologist, something, because I swear that screen is talking to me every day. Anyway, I would never mention that Sarek makes you want to be that better doctor. No, I, will. I don't want to say that. And, and that it makes you want to try a little harder to do a little better. Okay? With a speed... Like I said, never before seen with traditional crown and bridge. It's amazing. Oh, did I mention a bridge? Whoa, I guess I accidentally did mention a bridge. With Ceric users, they have the ability to make uh, a bridge in zirconia and lithium desilicate, which are delivered in the same appointment. Now, this is interesting. I guess I could mention how easy it is to prep a bridge, Extract the tooth, place bone in the socket. I hope all of you are doing that. Scan the area and deliver the bridge all in that appointment. Should I? But I should probably hold back on that one because that's way more fun than an implant. And you see, if I have a patient with a crown on each uh, tooth, adjacent tooth, and medical, our medical malpractice insurance carrier, uh, professional insurance exchange here in Utah, which are fantastic, 
they tell you legally you have to offer choice to that patient, an implant or a bridge. And I don't know if you guys saw the uh, article out in Dentistry Today a few months ago. 42% of all dental implants are seeing problems within nine years of placement. Yeah. They're not the wherewithal, folks. So never guarantee your work and never let the patient think that a dental implant will last a lifetime. Why did they need that implant to begin with? You need to have that uh, little chat with your patients uh, so their expectations sit in the world of reality and not in a world of litigation. So if I have virgin teeth on each side, you bet I'm going to lean that patient into an implant. If I have two small fillings, I'm going to lean that patient into an implant. If I have two large fillings breaking down, now we're starting to tip the scales. If I have a crown on one tooth uh, and a large filling on the other uh, tooth that's going to be the abutment, yeah, no. Um, I'm going to give them choice. And I want you all to know that one of my patients who just happened to be in the other day, so I'm glad I'm doing this podcast because, you know, age would maybe cause me to forget this. But I gave this guy, this guy gave him the option. You know, you can have instant gratification. We can do this appointment in one day. You'll have the cemented bridge. And he had a cemented bridge already on the lower left. This one was on the upper right where he split a tooth. And he has, he goes golfing at Willow Creek Country Club here in the valley uh, all day, <laughs> every day. He's retired, bless his heart, and a uh, very successful businessman. Uh, why did we choose dentistry? I do not know. So anyway, it's like he's, he's golfing every day, and he has these golfing buddies of his, and two of them have implants, and they're packing food in them all the time, and they complain about them all the time. And so he said, I want to try a bridge. Because my other bridge that you made for me, I don't pack food on it. Wow, what a concept. So we did a bridge on it, and he had two teeth adjacent to each other that just had two medium-sized fillings. I'm like, okay, if that's your choice, I want you to know that, that I would probably do the implant, but I respect what you are hearing from your golfing buddies. So we did a bridge. Now, the last bridge we did on this umpteen years ago, and it wasn't on one appointment because we didn't have... Uh, CAD CAM technology that could do that back then, but now we do. I made that bridge in the same appointment, and this one was kind of, uh, this one went from uh, four or five to six, so I used uh, uh, an Emacs block on this, and it looked absolutely fantastic, and and uh, used guide or bone, which is a synthetic, and it stays right there. I wish you guys could see the pictures of that bridge because it that bone has not moved with that synthetic bone, and it is filled in with dense bone. A really good uh, dense area of bone in there, and it's been now, oh gosh, two years. I just took another picture of it because I can't believe there is no suckback porosity in where the socket was because of the type of bone that we're using now. It's fantastic. Talk to your Patterson rep, guide or bone. And then I hope you guys are putting a membrane over it, and I hope that you're putting suture on it to hold the membrane in place. And yes, you can charge for suture when it's holding the membrane. <gasps> what, Rob? You just revealed secret sauce taught at my practice, my business. Yep, all day, every day. In fact, some of the insurances pay for it. What a concept. So anyway, we gave him that option, and he tells his buddies from day one, we put it in. He literally went golfing that day. We did the procedure. And uh, did he hold back chewing? No. <laughs> and, 
And it's like, it's so protected though with the Pontic, right? And, and uh, all these, all the two years have gone by, no food packing. And his buddies hate their implants still. So that's kind of like a testimonial right there about what you can do and offer. And did I mention orthodontic clear aligners with SureSmile and how turnkey it is to do orthodontic treatment on your patients who want a beautiful smile? Do you offer that? Docs, if your hygienists sell that case, do you spiff them? A bonus on everyone that they sell? Just an idea. Don't worry. It's so easy to learn that most of you probably wouldn't like to do ortho with clear aligners, with your smile. Uh, but your patients would, just saying. It's amazing what they want to do. Uh, and if I can do clear aligners working with the orthodontist there at Sure Smile, and, and I'm not super selective with cases, but I am, if it's too tough of a case, eh, it's going to my orthodontist buddy. Am I taking work away from him? Yeah. I am. Uh, <laughs> do I feel bad? No. And I love it. And the patients love it. And these, the, the treatment is amazing. I currently, I currently don't scan for zirconia abutment manufacturing, nor do I scan for implant placement, but that, others do with Sarek. That's not fun for me, but all the other things I mentioned are extremely fun. But if you want to get into that, Oh, yeah, has those capabilities too. Now for the secret on shading. This is something you either go to a course on or you learn by trial and error. I'm raising my hand on trial and error. Can you guess? But, but I did, yeah, I, I can't say I haven't gone to courses on it. I have, okay? But can you guess which protocol I learned shading by? Okay, don't judge me. I actually have learned by both courses and trial and error, mostly trial and error, but more specifically, uh, 20% I realized in courses and 80% by trial and error is a good thing, or I like to call it practicing. That's why they call it a practice. We practice. <laughs> this little knowledge set might not be for some of you who are really into shading, but my intention is to talk about what is fast, simple, easy, and easy to do with great results most of the time. When it comes to lithium desilicate, you typically have low, medium, and high translucency shades you can pick from. You need to determine uh, which one to choose based upon the adjacent teeth, right? And if the patient has really opaque-looking teeth, choose low translucency, even if it's an anterior tooth, believe it or not. When in doubt, medium translucency, the MTs will bail you out on most every case you do. Those medium translucencies are fantastic. Now then, what stains do I typically use on these Emacs-type crowns? My go-to stains are the White Shade, the Sunset, and the I-1, and sometimes the A, B, and C, 1, 2, 3, 4 colors. And I notice that many of you don't even know what those are because uh, Ivaclar didn't include those in on your purchase, which they used to, and now they're you know super tight. But get them. Buy them. We typically use the white to place in those chalky white striations or blotches that we see on teeth and you don't, and, and everything I'm telling you to do, don't be aggressive with the shade. Just a little bit goes a long way. So the sunset shade we use typically is in the gingival third. And the I1 is used to give the incisal that look of translucency and needs to be used thin and sparingly. Trust me on that. <laughs> 
And the main stains of the A, B, and C shades, they can be used to alter the shades and bring the crown into those, those shades that are really difficult to obtain. These, these stains need to be used with trial and error. And I, may I suggest you start out when you're uh, doing teeth like in the two and three range, trial and error and back there because the patient will never know. <laughs> they, they don't care. And that's a good spot to start, you know, learning what those shades can do. And keep in mind that you typically, you typically got two shots at the shade before the crown will start to do weird shade things in the oven, in the Emacs oven. Use the corrective firing shade after you've done the first firing shade with stain. So you, you got, I, I like to say you got one sh shot at the corrective firing for any shade alterations after that first firing. And that's with Emacs. But now for zirconia in the speed fire oven with Sarek, I use the, the Ivaclor oven with, uh, for my Emacs. I don't, I don't uh, use, uh, you, you know, you keep the oven separate. That's just pet peeve of mine. So now for that zirconia in the, in the Speedfire oven with Cerec, one thing I highly uh, recommend you do is take an anterior crown that you've prepped on somebody that's fairly large uh, and mill out one of every color. I don't care if you have to do it on a typodont, okay, and, and scan it and make it, but mill out one of every color and do, the do, do one coat of glaze on it after heat sintering. And this shade guide you create will be so helpful in choosing the, the patient shade. That's our shade guide. Uh, it's, it's, it, it's as close as it possibly can be when you create your own shade guides like that. <clears throat> I just saw a shade guide out there. I don't know who put it out, but I don't care what shade guides are out there. Create your own because those are the, mo those are super accurate. And, and now then, Go to your D2 and C1 shades first. Believe it or not, uh, most patients will fall in the D1, C2 shades, and they uh, uh, and, and and then envision adding the same shades used with Emacs. So the things I told you to do with Emacs, you do those with zirconia. That's right. We use the same shades with zirconia as we do with Emacs in the same protocols. So that's kind of fun. The key to making your zirconia look good is not shortchanging the three glazing options on the program. The trick is to check the color in the mouth after each glaze, and that'll give you the options of adding more shade or just adding glaze if the color is right on. And again, D2 is an amazing shade to alter. You can alter that shade into all kinds of different things. Um, again, play around with it. Mixing the A1234, B1234, the C1234... They're tubes of shade, and that's what they're called. And you'll see A1, A2, A3, A4, B1, B2, B3, B4 on each individual uh, syringe. And those will help. You can mix that. You can blend those shades with the glaze and liquid to the, you know, just a little bit to a lot. And believe me, sometimes you got to mix a lot to tone down a crown. And you know how the zirconia crowns are, are just have that, that they're high in value and they pop. These shades will take that pop out of there. They will decrease that value really fast if you mix them, you know, medium. Medium thick is what I call them. Don't hesitate to add a significant amount of the color of those shades. Most clinicians or team members will only add a little amount, not, and it doesn't change, not changing the glaze shade enough to get that desired color. So don't hesitate to add it. And that's why it's good that you have additional glazing option, uh, options on that speed fire that you get three chances at it. 
And shading your restorations to match the patient's teeth is like a, it's a fun challenge each time. And it's enjoyable. And the more you do it, the more fun it becomes. And CAD CAM is just flat out fun for all the reasons that I didn't talk about. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to talk about this, but this is cool. That's how I love starting out this podcast, okay? The technology uh, with CEREC has arrived, and it is amazing. Patterson Dental has to tell you it takes like 16 units a month to reach your return on investment each month with your monthly payment. If you want to learn how to reduce that number of crowns down to seven for your ROI to break to hit your break-even point on your monthly payment, go through our training here at My Practice My Business. What's fun is I don't know of very many offices that don't at least do seven units a month. I haven't seen an office that, that's under seven units a month, so you know where I'm going with that, right? Regardless, give your patient an amazing experience with CADCAM. You and those you serve will love CADCAM and receiving that crown in the same appointment. And yes, you can charge for technology and, and customization. You just need to know how. And that's what we teach. Don't hold back. Come through our training at My Practice, My Business. Learn how to reclaim forgotten profitability in dentistry again right in the confines of the insurance contracts, rules and regulations, and state laws. It's not hard. You just don't know what you don't know. We hope to see you at one of our trainings. Uh, get CAD CAM if you don't have it. Start glazing and playing with them uh, if you do have CAD CAM, how I've uh, spoken about it. And, uh, and if, you're, if you want to, we run those, uh, those staining classes. Uh, we only run them about you know, two, three times a year. So be looking for them if you'd like to attend. Thanks so much for being here today. Have a fantastic day. Thank you for being with us today. To learn more about our guaranteed, no-risk clinical business of dentistry training that is changing dental practices for the better, just go to our website, mypracticemybusiness.com, and surf our pages for additional information about our company. When you're ready, give us a call and get scheduled for the best training you'll ever experience. Those are the words of our clients, not us. Our mission statement is simple. We increase the net revenue of dental practices with our key methods, tools, and training utilizing everyday need-based dentistry. We believe that there's never been a more important time than now for dentists to know what we know, and that is, one, how to compete with Retail America, two, how to be profitable with dental procedures, especially those performed on patients with dental insurance plans, three, how to place oral health care at the forefront of patients' discretionary spending, and four, how to ethically, legally, and morally be paid fairly for the services you provide. All of us here at My Practice My Business know exactly how to help you implement each of those talking points and more with our key methods, knowledge, and training. Our clients' testimonies say it all. If you enjoy our podcast, please leave us a five-star review. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you soon at the My Practice My Business training facility located in the Salt Lake City, Utah area. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to call us. Thank you again, and have a fantastic day.